0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Hooniverse podcast. This is a solo edition of the podcast, recording from my hotel room before I drive the Civic SI tomorrow. Um, I'm going to move away from the wall in case there's somebody over there and I'm going to be annoying them with my blathering, but I'm going to grab my glass of wine. And no, this will not be like Scotland. So don't get excited. Um, So yeah, here in Marina Del Rey, we're hopping on a private plane tomorrow, and we're heading out to Honda's proving ground. So that should be pretty good. I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually looking forward to the SI. I owned a 2000 Civic SI, so this new one should be interesting. It's not going to be the same as the old car. It's not going to have the same character. It's a... You know, it's the one and a half liter turbo engine, whereas my old engine was naturally aspirated and revved to like nine grand. Not quite, but almost. So I hope it has some of the character, but in a modern, nicer application. The one I'm really looking forward to is the Type R, but this one will be the one that's more appealing to more people and looks less ridiculous. Um, So... To get here, I drove the 2018 Subaru WRX with the six-speed manual. There's been some slight changes to it. Uh, I'm going to do a written review on that one, not a full video video review. It's a nice car. It's a pleasant car. Sometimes the, the turbo lag gets a little annoying in day-to-day driving when you're trying to like punch it and changing lanes. But other than that, if you just keep the revs up or the boost up, it's, uh, it's a blast. It's a great little car. It's comfortable. And Subaru interiors have gotten far nicer. Um, but I was going to take my Mercedes here, and I kind of feel bad that I didn't. But it, it was hot out, and that car doesn't have AC, and I'm terrified of um, how much it's going to cost to fix the AC. Because I am curious about fixing the AC, but I feel like it's going to cost one third to two thirds of the purchase price of the car to fix the air conditioning, and that's not great. But I live more inland now, so I kind of need it. Um, yeah. I got to get that done. Um, there's a couple other things I've been thinking about on the bands. I really need to do some wheels because I want to put modern tires. I don't want to get rid of the color-matched wheels, the color-matched hubcaps that are on there because I love them. They look fantastic, but those are 14-inch wheels. That doesn't work for modern tires. I want to get 17s because that's probably the smallest I can get. Uh, I mean, I can get some 16s, but 17s, I think, I don't, if I get any bigger than that, it'll be ridiculous. If I could find really good looking 16s, I would probably go that route because I think they're the tire manufacturers um, and I'd probably go with something nice, a nice street tire from BFG or Michelin. I think they they might go down to 16s. I have to look. Um I'm sure they go down to 16s. I, they have to. Um but I have to double check. Uh, I've been looking at a couple options for wheels and I'm just not sure which direction I want to go. Um There's there there's it's just that those the wheels on it look awesome. They're just too small and that's a major bummer. I also want to talk to someone and get the interior um Reconditioned. The actual mb material itself is in really good shape, which is wonderful, but the horsehair, which is what they filled those seats with, is compressed and disgusting, so I want to get the seats just filled with foam or something modern that won't crash down like that, and we'll actually put some bolstering in there, and would look pretty good, and, and get those seats back into shape, and then... Uh, we'll be we'll be rolling pretty good. I'm also thinking about talking to MagnaFlow again uh, and seeing what they can do for an exhaust. I want some kind of like European zippy sounding exhaust. Obviously, we're not going with something loud or crazy on this because there's nothing done to the engine, and I don't want that. But something with a little more um, European revviness maybe. Uh, I don't I don't know how to describe the sound I'm looking for. You know what? Go watch Matt Farah's. one take, when he drove that 300 SL. I feel like that sound is relatively obtainable uh, in my car because the engines aren't that far apart. Mine's a 2.8-liter dual-overhead cam 6, and that's a 3-liter 6. and um, So, I, I mean, I think... I think it's possible. I could be totally wrong here, but I'm going to talk to Magnaflow and see what we can do. And then we're not going to do much performance-wise in that car, though. It's going to be a Cruiser. Uh, I have toyed with the idea of air suspension, Um, not for like a slamming it type of thing, but a little bit of style and more for just general driving comfort. I think that car is perfect for a setup like that. One, because the trunk is huge, so you could easily hide the, the, the air bits, the heavy duty air bits without taking up too much trunk space. And then um, it just because you're not worried about the performance side of it, you, you can have a, a very nice ride. I think an air system on that and then if you want to be nuts and like hard park it and slam it uh, you just for shits and giggles, that could be funny. Uh, and I like doing things that make me laugh sometimes. So that could be funny. Um, but I'm not worried about that. That's a little farther down the road. I got a I got to do a few other things first. I really want to fix all of the window trim, which is a random thing. But um, (laughs) I I didn't look as closely as I should have at some of the trim. Uh, What looks like black trim is black tape. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, I dug, uh, I was advised by, uh, a, a fellow Mercedes lover named Shaheen, who I follow on Instagram. He follows me and he's had a bunch of Benzes, and we saw each other at Cars and Coffee over the weekend. He said, because my trunk had the, the rubber trunk mat that goes in the trunk, he said, get rid of that immediately because things collect under there. And I did. And he said, be ready for, for holes and rust spots, and there's none. So that's fantastic. That's great. I've also have all of the oil changes dating from, When the car was first purchased up through like 1997. So that's kind of amazing. That's pretty cool. I don't have anything. Between then, I do have a letter of sale from the old lady who owned it originally through '97, who sold it to her neighbor who was a mechanic, and the the handwritten letter of sale was for $250. So... Um, it's, I paid a little more than that I didn't pay a ton more I paid, I'll tell you I paid $3,300 for the car Which I think is alright It's a little I was hoping to get it for three dollars Or just like $2,800 Because um, 114s aren't really Going anywhere price wise yet uh, I think they will eventually But much like my truck. I really haven't bought this for an investment piece. It would be, it would be nice. Um, I mean, I wouldn't lie. It would be nice if I sold them for more than I bought them for the truck. I could sell for more than I bought it for, for sure. Just because of the shit I've done to it. Um, besides breaking it, but, but the other things I've fixed. Um, so, So, yeah, that's kind of the plan for the Benz right now. Um, I'm happy with it. I fixed the fuel leak. My chemical burn, and I did get a minor chemical burn from laying in all that fuel, is nearly gone. Uh, I'm not joking. Like Under my left armpit heading into my back is like this dry, irritated, burnt-looking skin that I've been putting lotion on, and it's going away. I'm pretty sure that's a chemical burn. So that's fucking crazy that that happened but good to know don't lay in puddles of fuel so we've got the civic si coming up uh, audi sq5 video came out this week that was an amazing trip that car is really good um basically as much as if you've been listening to this podcast as much as i enjoyed the new s4 s5 you know those are finally where they need to be um The SQ5 is basically that with that crossover body, but it's the same platform. Plus, the SQ5 gets adaptive air suspension, so it can actually change the ride height, which Q5s and SQ5s in the States haven't been able to do. In Europe, they've been able to do it, but not here. We came that car pretty good across some northern uh, Vancouver Island or Victoria Island, whatever, Vancouver Island? It's vancouver island right is the name of the island or is it victoria island whatever we're up near tofino which is a gorgeous town unexpectedly cool surf town uh i was not expecting a northern canadian surfing town and they're serious and passionate about their surfing super cool to see that they just had some big rip curl championship up there loved to see just talking about surfing to those people um so that was awesome. But the car was great. And the road wasn't super smooth. It was good, but it had plenty of potholes because it's a road that sees Canadian winter. So you're hammering it, and then there's bumps and changes in the road, and, and it just sorted it all out. And that rear sport diff is kicking butt. And this might this is one of the, the better sa- – I, I keep saying Audi exhausts keep sounding better and better. This one – it um, sounded really, really good from idle on up through the range. You put it into sport mode with drive select, and one side of the dual exhaust is baffled, and that baffle opens. In the rear valence, va- it does have that dumb, fake-looking exhaust outlet, and everyone we talk to at Audi all agrees it's – they all agree it's dumb. <laughs> um, so – the exhaust is like hidden behind it and tucks down but the exhaust itself sounds good and the car is good so it, it just can just think of it as a fat wagon and we're in business because our wagon options are limited here so if you if you lump that almost in as a wagon you, you could smile a little bit about it um obviously i'd much rather see like you know an s4 avant an s6 avant oh god an s6 avant would be perfect um but the sq5 Super, super good car. Uh, And like I said, looking forward to the SI, but also looking forward to on Friday, I head to Indianapolis. I'm going to the Indy 500 with our friends from Valvoline. Speaking of Valvoline, this is a perfect actual segue this time. I need you guys to go to team.valvoline.com and sign up or watch the videos or watch other videos. Uh, I got to do this for couple more weeks. And, uh, and I, 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 don't say I have to, I'm, I'm happy to do this because they allowed us to create those five videos on the hoon truck. And I'm, I'm happy about the way those videos came out. Um, so if they, if we can work with them and this goes well and do more of that, that's only a good thing. So if you keep hearing about Valveline on the podcast, that means we're in for more awesome stuff. So that's kind of a win-win. Um, The internet has this weird trade-off with advertising where initially it was hardcore adverse to it, averse to it, sorry. And it's eased up over time in certain mediums, mediums, not medians. Now on just on general web pages, yeah, no one looks at or clicks on banner ads. Banner ads are a waste of time for advertisers, marketers, and publishers, Um, but actual... Because, I mean, let's let's be honest, the, those videos are basically advertisements for Valvoline. Uh, this, that, what I'm talking to you on the podcast is an advertisement for Valvoline, but it's what's known as sponsored content. And there's a way to do that poorly, and there's a way to do that correctly. The way that I try to do that, if and when we do that on hooniverse.com, is the way we did it with Valvoline. So it's something cool that we're making money off of and we disclaim that and you're getting content that i think you're going to want to see so it works out for everybody. Valvoline's name gets out there in a way that's better than like click here on this banner ad or read this press release. No, w- we're going to sponsor this build of this cool truck or the stuff that Speed Academy d- had, has done or is still doing. Or uh, Chris Forsberg, Ryan Turk, and Drift Idiot doing Drift Garage, the new season of Drift Garage. You should go watch that because that's – I'm so happy that they're working on Drift Idiot's car. I need to get him on the podcast. Um And Forsberg, actually, I got to try to get Forsberg on the podcast because he's out here now, uh, not too far from where I used to live in Huntington Beach. Um, So that type of content makes sense for everybody, which like uh, opposite of the banner ad, it makes sense for the advertisers, marketers, publishers, and the readers and viewers. Because if you do it correctly, it's go everybody's going to enjoy it. So that's what the the Hoon Truck Team Valvoline stuff was. So if you can help us. By going there and checking that out, it just helps us make more cool shit down the road that is paid for. That's um, awesome. Um, so I'm going to Indy 500 with Valvoline. I've never been. It's one of the crown jewels in, in motorsports. Um, I don't. I, I it's one. It's a lo- old race, 1911. Um, you know. What is it? A three mile speedway, or whatever it is. The the stadium can hold two hundred thirty five thousand people, um and a lot of this I know because I went on the DFL show, uh, our other podcast, our motorsports podcast hosted by Bradley Brownell and Patrick hofstetter's on there. Steph Schrader's on there. Sometimes, occasionally, we get race car driver Duncan Indy on there, but he's had to step back a little bit for his current racing season. Um. So I went on there as knowing nothing, and Bradley quizzed me on what eleven questions about Indy Five Hundred, and I got some of them right. So I'm actually proud of myself for that. Um, But I'm 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 super excited to go. I just don't. I don't know. It doesn't. This format of open wheel, oval, or speedway, I should say, or motor speedway, um, doesn't grab me the way that you know GT three. Uh, streetcar-based racing, rally car, uh, stuff like that grabs me. Like I like the racing to look like the cars I know and enjoy. Um, now, that's not to say I don't appreciate open wheel, I but I like open wheel when it's on road courses. Uh, so uh, I'm really curious to take this in, and I'm sure as soon as I step into the stadium and there's hundreds of thousands of screaming fans going nuts and someone's drinking the milk across the brickyard, All of that will probably hit me and I'll be like, okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. Um, And it's cool that Alonzo is going to be there. I'm looking forward to seeing that as well. So I'm super pumped on it. It It should be a very interesting weekend. Um, so that should be a good one. And I'll, obviously I'll talk about it when I get back. Maybe I'll bring gear and try to do something while I'm there, but that's doubtful. Um, but for now, because this is a shorter solo podcast, I'm going to dive right into questions. And because um, Zach isn't here and we're not in the studio, I am not doing accents tonight uh, for the Patreon subscribers. Uh, Let me get to those questions. I'm just clicking through. I'm doing it on my phone real quick. So let me get to the questions. So these are going to be the Patreon questions. Um, First up, Colin Ruddock, hey Jeff, a new pledger from the UK. See, we should be doing accents. Since the smoking tire did their one take on the tiny engine-swapped Honda in N600K car, is it K or key? I would say K, but I think it's key. I've become slightly obsessed with that video and was shocked to see how genuinely excited Matt seemed to be to drive it. The questions, did you see the video? If so, what's your thoughts on that particular build? Any chance of you reviewing some obscure cars like this? Keep up the good work, fella. Thumbs up emoji. The content is Bob's on. Bob on. Cheers, Colin. Bob on. I love that he said Bob on. Um, That's how you know he's legit. Um, Yeah, I actually saw that video before Matt posted it by like two weeks or so i was in there in the studio about to do a podcast and he told me about it and i love motorcycle swapped cars i think they're insanely awesomely fun um there was one for sale recently that was an n600 with i forget the motor it was a silver one and i um the car was awesome the, the crazy thing is most of the time when they do the motor motorcycle gearboxes um is uh, there's something and you see it in matt's video it's like first gear sucks for torque wise so it's hard to get them going and then also there's no reverse but to have this sequential gearbox in the car is awesome so it's kind of worth the trade-off um that particular build looked fantastic uh if someone wants me to drive one i would drive one in a effing heartbeat i've been trying i'm gonna start scheduling more interesting cars i mean not cars specifically like that motorcycle swapped car but more like classics um I want to drive my friend's El Camino. Um, I want to cover, um, there's this fox body Mustang that has this crazy style to it that it, the guy's down and we're going to, we're going to do an awesome video on it. He's a really cool guy who's like, he's friends with Killer Mike and, uh, he's in that whole scene. And this car is like a Japanese themed fox body with, it, it's like a no-fucks-given type of – well, it's not full-on Corbin, but it's like this dude, it's his style, and it really works for the car. Matt said we can actually – speaking of Farah, we can review anything he owns, and I really want to drive his Mustang and his Mountain Focus to see what it compares to the regular RS. Um, and actually, we've talked about swapping Benzes for the week just for shits and giggles, um, so that would be fun too. Um, so, yeah, I want to get into more interesting cars. Uh, I, have a re- I still got to cut the video of the Clarion NSX because that car was awesome. So that's also an interesting car. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I was thinking of that's out there for me to drive. Uh, what my f- Our friend Devin from Four Sons Brewing, um, if you listen to the 200th episode, he was on at the very end. Um, he has an Audi S3 that I believe he's done some APR stuff to. Uh, so that, that could be interesting. Uh, so that was answering your last part of the question, but for, back to your first part. Yeah, I saw the video. Yes, I love the build. Cheers, Colin. Cheers. Uh, oh, and also, just so you know, I read my daughter Peppa Pig books, which for those of you who don't know, uh, that's a, a British cart- – it's a cartoon. It's a pig and she has a British voice and I do the accent when I read the book. So um, Dan muscata in honor of the passing of Sir Roger Moore, what's your favorite Bond car? He actually wrote, What's your favorite Bond car? But it's <laughs> sorry, Dan, I'm just fucking with you. What's your favorite Bond car? My favorite Bond car. That's a fantastic question. You'll there'll be some purists who go for like some of the old the Lotus stuff. And and all of those are great answers. Um, and it has to be a Is it have to be a car that's in the Bond films? Because if it's just in the Bond films, I'm going to be an idiot and go for the Defender 110 from Spectre, just because you guys know me by this point. Um, I don't know. I really like the the. um, It's the DB Five. What am I talking about? It's the DB Five. Get my head out of my ass. It's the DB Five. CBR underscore Dina. Jeff, how can I get a hoon truck decal? Email sent to get the files for the banner. Did you come up with a better name for the quick shift videos? Uh, I will send you a decal. Um, I know I, I just haven't had time to do that. Uh, I've said that to a few of you. I'm just basically going to run down. If I haven't – if I've already sent you one on Patreon, which is probably only like seven or eight of you who either jumped up to different tiers or are new um, – you already have those in the mail. The rest of you, I'm just going to go through the list and send you all one. So it's kind of like a thank you because for sticking with it. So don't worry. It's coming. Just everybody wait. Did I come up with a better name for the quick shift? Nope. I've got nothing. Um, I'm still wide open on those. Uh, and I haven't shot one this week, which is kind of a bummer. I might do some kind of behind-the-scenes-y thing on this press trip. I don't know. I was hoping to do one on the truck, but I'm dealing with some parking shit at my condo. And I'm uh, for those of you who have never had an HOA and have have heard the stories, (laughs) everything they say is true. I want to murder the I want to run for the HOA board, which I don't actually want to do. I want to run for the board just to fuck with the guy who's fucking with me. And I'm not going to get into it on this one. I'm in a future podcast. I will, but my wife is actually going to one of the meetings this week to address the board with over the bullshit we're dealing with, with parking stuff. It's, it's fucking crazy. Um, and it's one guy who's, who's messing with us. Um, and I'm about to get my lawyer involved and I do have a lawyer and it would be his El Camino that I'm going to drive. So my lawyer is cooler than your lawyer. Joel, uh, hashtag who drug Yep. Just got that. If you could only drive one exotic car on track that you have never driven before, what would it be? Uh, and he adds, thinking about doing an exotic drive in Vegas later this year. <laughs> Cough, good luck with that. Um, hi from Australia. Um, if I, uh, ooh, that's a good question. Um, just to see what it was like, and, I, and I'm thinking of like all exotics, I would go – Either a Ferrari F40 and I'm thinking like all the way back. So I'll do this. I'll do this first. I'll do like going all the way and then I'll do like brand new shit. So it would be a Ferrari F40 or a Porsche Carrera GT because the Carrera GT is one of the best sounding – still one of the best sounding cars ever. But for the modern stuff, I would do a Vulcan. That was a good answer. I literally just thought, because I was about to say P1, but I would absolutely do the Vulcan over the P1. Um, So now I'm going to swipe my phone over and jump to Twitter questions. Uh, Let's see. Um, All right. Scrolling down, because there was a lot of conversation about other shit today. Um, Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Let's see. There's a question. Uh, I think we're almost there. Oh, yeah. Is that the first question? Yes. Okay. From Brandon Maxwell at BMax three uh, two four two. Hold on. Zip a You are given fifteen thousand from a sponsor. What do you buy and what do you build? I buy the parts to finish the wombat. Though it does, it won't need fifteen thousand dollars to finish it. Um, but I would take that money and pay to have it done. Oh, so right. Um, that's what I would do. I wouldn't buy something new. I would get that fucking wagon done. <laughs> Team Radar, love at midnight. Derifto, if you could sincerely and permanently offend one group of car owners, which one would you pick, and what would you build? <sighs> I was thinking. Of, I saw this question earlier, and I'm thinking it's either it's either Porsche. Oh no, no. I take. It, I was going to say Porsche or BMW, but I kind of would like to offend Ferrari. Um hmm. I would it'd be like a 2JZ 355 or something. Um or I mean V8's easy, but I wonder if they'd be I wonder which one they'd be more upset about. They'd probably be more upset about the Brash V8, but it would definitely be Ferrari. And it would definitely be some fucking horse shit. Well, not horseshit because those are great motors. It would definitely be something they where they would they would hate it. I would love to offend Ferrari people so much. Untitled car show. Why don't you do Skype call in interviews? I we just never have, and I don't want to start. I just I just prefer engaging with the guest in person. It makes it easier for everybody involved. I think people that everybody out there who does that has it down really well and we've never done it. And I don't want to start now. Um, someone wrote Hellcat with a 13 B. That's pretty good. Tony Alfano at SCCA champ. Um, what car manufacturer is on the rise, which is on the decline as far as making interesting, exciting, and good vehicles, best and worst. I really, I've been saying this for three years. I think Lincoln is on the rise. Uh, pay attention. Pay hey, close attention. Uh, on the decline, I, I don't know. Not, nothing that Nissan does lately excites me. So I hope they turn that around soon because I like Nissan. But, I mean, they're just not doing it for me. Um, JW, at JVW1983. My mom needs to replace her 98 GT Mustang convertible with stick. Damn, good for you, mom. Spend up to 17000 Must be a stick. Must be a convertible. Must have power. Ideas. Uh, I don't. I don't put that seventeen thousand back into the ninety eight GT. I don't know. I mean, you don't really have a lot of options there at that price point with those requirements. Um, seventeen thousand. Must be stick. Must be convertible. I, I don't know what S two thousands are going for. Um, that doesn't have a back seat if that's a requirement. Um, what else is out there that you could get that's a drop top? that is also stick. Um, must have power. I mean, yeah, the S 2000 has some power. Um, just maybe get a newer Mustang. I don't really know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, Reach out to Twitter and Facebook for more answers on that one. Christian Babineau, not a question, but I would still like to know how you enjoyed your trips to Tofino. That That's a question. Um, keep up the podcasting. I loved it. Tofino is absolutely, insanely gorgeous. I I want to go back for a personal vacation with my wife and daughter. I was having breakfast the morning I was getting ready to leave. And I stayed at the Wiccaninish Inn, which was this gorgeous place to stay, and the breakfast the restaurant is like has glass all around and I, I'm eating this delicious food and I look over to my left at the bay and I'd say 300 yards away or so I see a mist of water and I look closer because I kind of know what I, th- I have an idea of what I'm looking at. It's a whale just chilling there as I'm eating my breakfast. Breakfast. Brian Seidel at BC Seidel or Seidel. What do you think of the ousting of Mark Fields? Must admit, Ford's lineup has been one of the most enthusiast, friendly, and interesting lately. They're definitely making cars that are enjoyable. I really get to drive that Fusion Sport. Uh, I've heard good things. Zach said the steering was dead, and that makes sense. Um, Zach Clapman he did the one take on that car for TST. Um, I don't know. I, I'm going to be, to go super 100% honest here, I pay attention to the the high level business side of this stuff a little bit, but I don't pay enough attention to have the business side of this conversation. Like I can't tell you why they ousted him. I can't tell you if the replacement is a good guy because honestly, I don't care. I just want to drive the cars. And I know that's like, there are, there are other journalists where you can get that from. It's just, unfortunately, sometimes I wish I knew more about that side of it. I really do. But He just – he wasn't cutting the mustard apparently for the shareholders even though Ford was making money. I think they just – honestly, I think they look at something like – The shareholders probably sit there and go, "Wow, Tesla stock price is X times whatever. You know, it's a multiple of X of ours. And Ford is doing all these things right, and there sits here and does nothing. So that's honestly, that's probably what the motivation is. And so even if Ford is selling more cars, making more money, if the stock price needle isn't moving, that's all the shareholders need to be like, "Peace out, bro." (laughs) <laughs> I wish that was the letter. Matt Carhart, at Long DX Commuter. What, which car, past or present, would you prefer to be electric or converted to electric? And in parentheses, he wrote Citroen DS for me, which is a fun answer, but I'd be very curious how you make all of the hydropneumatic shit work at that point. Um, past or present, uh, I, maybe an electric Ferrari, just to answer the prior question. Uh, no, um... I really would like a a Volkswagen bus. Uh, The EV West, um, they have the bus that also has – I don't know what you call the the Volkswagen bus where it's like the the four-door cabin with the truck bed. EV West has one of those and the range on it is like 300 miles and he can do burnouts and it's comfortable and it looks awesome. So I would do that. I really, really like that build. Uh, another question from matt carhart is the demon and fca shell game to divert the attention away from fca's lack of competitive small and mid-sized cars i don't think it's a shell game i think it's just that they they know that they play so well in that space and uh, like I, obviously they're scrambling to to fill that void because they need it but I, I don't think it's a shell game i think they're just i think they're just Drunk with power on these cars, and, and but the thing is, people are buying them, so they're just going to keep making them. Durand man, at Polly Durand, Who, if any, would FCA merge with and why? Also, how do I find your podcast? I'm not internet illiterate, just lazy. Uh, ShoutEngine.com. Uh, I don't know what our is it, ShoutEngine? It's ShoutEngine.com slash Go to Hooniverse.com, you can find it. Um, those are the two best ways. FCA should merge with, hmm, they should just do their own thing and make better cars. Um, That's probably the real answer. I don't know who they should merge with. Goes See answer from before where I don't follow the business side of it enough. Uh, Scrolling up to see if there's more questions. Uh, Jay Ramey, at AWJ Ramey, is diesel pretty much done aside from school buses that belch out thick clouds of black suit every day but don't count as vehicles? Uh, the Most of the buses in California don't do that. Um, but it's weird that automakers are jumping into diesel as like Audi, Volkswagen are like, oh, shit. Sorry, everybody. We ruined it. Um, yeah, I think diesel might be done. I really do. I think uh, I think diesel's going to f- – I think – turbocharged gas engines are going to help truck buyers get away from the fact that they need diesels and then adding in hybrid power to those trucks down the road will further push that away and then diesels will fully fade out because the last holdouts will be trucks um let's see more questions or this people replying to other shit there was like some weird threads going on my twitter tonight so uh okay so now finally we jump to facebook questions let's see what we got here pulling up the post right now uh yep battery's still going on this zoom that i'm using so that's good oh shit 27 comments guys are fucking crazy um i gotta go to bed soon uh, all right aaron stakowski top five automotive f- films and or books that every car enthusiast needs to see and read uh vanishing point is on there um the mad max trilogy will count as one um let's see what else if you want to get serious about racing or driving fast read ross bentley's speed books Seriously, go read those books. Um, the Art of Racing in the Rain. Just kidding. I never finished that book. Uh, I'm sure it was great. Um, what else is there for? Uh, Lama is cool. I, everybody loves Lama, but um, there's there's I don't know. There's there's other movies uh, that I can't think of right now. Fast and Furious Two. No, um, shit. This is a really good question, and I have answers to these, and I th- need to think about it more, and I might need to do a, an offline answer. Uh, anytime I need to list things, I need more time. Sorry, Aaron. Matthew Carpenter, money no object scenario. You can buy any luxury car you that you want as long as it isn't ostentatious. Examples: Audi A Audi A eight is okay, but a Bentley Malsan is not. Uh, uh, the big dog uh, Range Rover, no question. That's I want one so bad. If I could, that, if that was like the family's daily, like we could get rid of the CX five and get the full size. King shit Range Rover? Easy. A8 is a good answer, though, too. Aaron Stakowski, what is your equipment set up when you record a film? I've been downsizing because the return is just not there. So I still have all of my expensive shit, um, but I've cut it way back. So in-car now, and I actually did a video on Instagram of this because somebody else asked. Um, In-car on me is a GoPro Hero 5 set at 4K so I can crop it as... I need to 1080, um, which is great because then it like zooms in a little bit. It it looks nice. Uh, and the quality of the GoPro fives is massive upgrade over the fours for audio. I have a Sennheiser. I have the, um, the newer Sennheiser. So it's the, it's the much nicer, even though the EWs are fine, it's called the AKE or the MKE. I forget the names, but it's the newer Sennheiser. Um, where it like automatically switches frequencies if it needs to. It auto-levels. It does all kinds of cool shit. I run that into either my Canon 5D or my Sony. I've been using my Sony RX10 Mark II to capture the audio. Um, we've been playing around with Karma grips, which I kind of like over the Osmo, and I still have an Osmo. Collecting dust right now are a slider. Uh, my big – I just bought a brand new um, video-grade tripod, which is – I have barely used, which sucks because they're not cheap. Um, I have a Ronin M, which is I'm, I've just let somebody else borrow it near permanently. I mean, when I need it back, I'll take it back. Um, so yeah, that's that, those are the basics of it. Um, when I shoot my really pretty static shots or my really nice, when I. I feel like it, my really nice uh, pass buys. It'll be 5D Mark II. I really want to upgrade to the Mark IV, but again, I don't want to spend the money. Uh, and I use for the long lens, I use a Sigma 70 to 200 because it's about $1,000 cheaper than the Canon equivalent and it's i love it it's a fantastic lens and the black lens looks cooler than i'm gonna have that white canon lens uh, and then i just use the 24 for the other stuff when i'm on the canon the sony rx10 mark ii has a built-in 24 to 200 and it can do high frame rate stuff that camera is fantastic and i think they're already up to a mark four on that um, i love that camera good travel camera uh, Craig on McBride, Craig on two JZ powered fourth gen Camaro or LS one powered Mark four Supra. God, people would lose their, m- well, no, cause of the drift community. Um, I would, oh, fuck. I hate the Camaro though. If you said fifth, uh, I would take the LS one soup. Yeah. I would do the LS one Supra. Good question though. Um, what's the worst engine swap you've ever seen? The one of the wombat cause it doesn't work. Um, Chris Cavalieri, I know it's been asked before, but what are the chances of an East Coast Universe get-together happening in the near future? Don't mean to be creepy, super fan, but damn, if a New England brewery meet and greet, wouldn't be a good idea. Current Masshole and URI alum, two years anyway. Woo, URI. Uh, I will be, uh, maybe I shouldn't say this, uh, I will be back there in June. We're doing a little vacation in um, – we're renting a house in Newport. So every time I go back east, my wife and I, because our family is spread out across New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, we hit all these states. And it's just – fuck. it's only gotten harder with my daughter, but we have to see all these people. Um, so for the first time, we're renting a house for a week. And they have to come to us, and it's going to be so much better, and it's in a great town in Massachusetts. Um, So if there's anybody in the area of Newburyport, Massachusetts, in end of June, beginning of July, and you really want to get a drink, shoot me a note on Twitter, on Facebook, whatever, and I'll see what I can do. I can promise nothing. Because I probably won't have you come to the house with my wife and daughter, but I will meet you somewhere for a drink. Um, and I, it's not that I think you're going to try to murder us or anything like that. Um, it's just they don't need to deal with that crap, the the Internet side of my life. Um, Dave Camarillo. Out of the long list of racing car drivers who left us too early, which one would you like to have on your podcast for a guest appearance most? What kind of questions would you ask that individual or would you not ask any and just listen to the great stories they would have? RIP Nikki Hayden. Uh, If you don't know Dave, um, we actually had Justin Wilson on the podcast, which was a massive kick in all the feels when he went that like, cause you get to know some of these race car drivers and they're all for the most part, pretty awesome people doing the thing you wish you could do. Um, so they, the, you view them as near superhuman when really they're just guys who are really good at pushing themselves for our enjoyment, but also for their, you know, need to compete. Um, so when Justin crashed, that was, that was rough really, really rough because we've never had anybody in our own and he wasn't in our circle. He was on one episode He was, and he was wonderful and hilarious and it was so nice of Dale Coyne to bring him out um, but, but I mean, and we weren't friends. We didn't exchange emails after, you know, like we maybe said one or two things on Twitter um, but still... We chatted, and and you know, he left behind a wife and and, and kids, and f- it was it was brutal, brutal, brutal. Um, I never met Nicky, so seeing everybody I know who has met him say stuff about him, apparently, and even just random people reading all these stories about this guy, he, apparently, he was like the greatest, <laughs> like the most friendly, humble person in motorsports. So it, like, it's always even if the guy, even if the driver's a dick, it would it just sucks. Um, but let's see. But if there is one I mean if I'm really can if I can go back, uh, I'd pick two. Two who this is longer though. I would pick Senna, obviously, and the other one would be Colin McRae. Because Colin McRae would be Senna would just be amazing just because it's Senna. And McRae would be amazing for pretty much everything else. Because I bet he would have the best stories if we could understand what he was saying. Um, and I yeah, I would most likely just ask a few initial questions to set them off down a path and I imagine with Senna you'd probably have to ask more questions to get you know answers and McRae you say one thing and he's off to the races I'm guessing Derek Denny what are your thoughts on the fact that almost every once great racing series has now become nothing more than IROC-esque spec races spec bodies shared components I've grown weary. I actually really like spec racing on some levels hold on I like certain types of spec racing. In fact, when I was in the Raptor, I was thinking how awesome it would be if there was like a B series, two Super Stadium trucks with smaller jumps. That was um, stock Raptors with roll cages. Like that's it, and uh, you go bash them up. Uh, But no, I'm with you. I really, you know, DTM style racing or any touring car style racing is is the one of my favorite styles of road racing. So I'd like to see more of that. AJ Kloon, my daughter is going to be one, and I finally hung my first baby gate at the bottom of the stairs. How many baby gates do you have, Jeff question, and do you hate putting holes in your wall as much as I do? They make baby gates where you don't do that, dude. 3M sticky-sided t- – t- t- my baby gates don't – well, uh, shit, the one at the top of stairs, I had, to, I had to like redrill it twice. Fuck. The one at the bottom of stairs, they make them where you don't need uh, to drill. So you need to look up the kinds where you don't drill. I have two. One at the bottom of the stairs, one at the top of the stairs. Um, Will Barnes, this might be a dumb one, but as America does the gun thing, do the manufacturers do anything to support this? Gun racks, holsters, etc. Asking from England, so I actually have zero contact, contacts for this. I'm from California and Massachusetts, so I also have zero contacts with this. I would be shocked if there weren't dealers in the red states that offered – at the dealer level, something. Dealerships or are, are, are manufacturer level, probably wouldn't touch it. Dealer level, different story. Bobby Reed, how does your Mercedes compare to modern mid-level sedans? For example, a Ford Fusion or a Volkswagen Jetta. What does it do surprisingly well compared to a new sedan? Um, it doesn't do anything surprisingly well. The ride is really soft. It's just a really cushy ride. It brakes shockingly well, which I probably, it probably weighs less than we would all guess. I have no idea what it weighs, but I'm guessing it's probably less because it has less stuff on it. Uh, it definitely does not accelerate well. It accelerates better than, than any of its diesel counterpoints. It's just, it just cruises nice. Um, that's really it. There's nothing special about my specific Mercedes. Uh, it just, it's just a comfortable cruiser. Modern mid-level sedans are basically, um, Rolls Royce spaceships compared to what is in my car Um, yeah that's that's really where it is but I, I love it I love that Benz I really am happy that I bought that Nick G, if a Civic Si is traveling at 70 miles per hour across the desert for six hours and a Mazda 3 is traveling at 80 miles per hour over the mountains for two days, which one would you buy? I cannot answer that yet because I haven't driven the car and then even then it is embargoed until the Tuesday after Indy 500. So I don't know. I haven't driven it yet. Um, I would probably take the Si. Yeah, I'd probably take the Si. Um Josh Malin. Malin? Shit, I'm going to screw up your name. Sorry. I've been working on making my own O2 pipe for my Genesis. Pretty proud of it. What's something you guys have made that you can't stop admiring? He has a picture of it here, and you should go look at it. Um, I mean, dude, it looks pretty fucking good. Uh, You know, that looks really good. I just gave it a like. Um, Yeah, uh, so this is funny. For the – oh, i got to show this. I haven't done the quick shift on the truck yet, though. So – I swapped in a new alternator on my truck, an upgraded one, um, the one wire. you know, It's basically a GM-style alternator in Ford. It's supposed to be a GM-style alternator in Ford guts. I forget what the deal is with it. It's supposed to swing right into place. So I go, I bolt it into the bottom alternator bracket, and I swing it up to the top alternator bracket, and then push it where it should go. And it, and the back nub of the alternator, like by a quarter of an inch, won't clear the head. So I'm I'm fucking furious now So instead of Sending back the alternator I bought a bracket to make it longer And then I cut that bracket And then I needed to figure out the right belt for the size So I didn't make anything But in my head I fabricated a new alternator setup Um, So that's the closest I've ever gotten Uh, But your O2 pipe Looks fantastic So good work for you Um, If you want to sell it With Universe stickers, we could work something out. (laughs) Uh, Blake Swan, is Ford doomed now that it's all about its share prices? Will the RSST lines exist going forward? That's a fantastic question, but it gets into what I said earlier. Um, But I mean, you are right to be concerned. Uh, The good news is that Ford, if they continue with, you know, Ford global stuff, uh, we need the Ranger. So that could be good. I don't think the Bronco will be their savior, but the Ranger could help a little bit. Um, and I don't know. I, I hope they don't go anywhere. Um, but that's a very good question. Juliet Jake, thoughts on rally crossing, a large rear-wheel drive American car like a P71 Crown Vic or a 9C1 Caprice? Um, if you can do it, do it, because you'll be the baddest dude out there. But I think in some of, like, the forest stages... Maybe not the best idea, but honestly, you have my two thumbs up, and we will put, I will send you tons of stickers to, I, if you let us cover that in Hooniverse shit, we will cover it in Hooniverse shit. Sam Freeman, building a high compression, naturally aspirated, single overhead cam, Volvo engine with GSXR throttle bodies. Am I stupid? Maybe, but it's the best kind of stupid. Please update us on that. Douglas Robertson, have you ever been on or would you consider going on of one of the gumball bull run style rallies? Years ago uh, – actually, a lot of you don't know this story. Uh, years ago, I did Target Trophy. Uh, it was myself, Tim O'Dell, the co-founder of Universe, and Johnny Lieberman. When he was – was he autoblog? He might have been autoblog then. This might have even been just before autoblog. Um And Andy Dinerosi, who is still writing stuff for Jalopnik, invited us all there, and we somehow finagled a Genesis coupe, and then Johnny wound up in a Ferrari, because of course he did. Um, At dinner that night after the event at Tiger Trophy, Johnny was telling us all the behind – or Andy was telling us all the the behind-the-scenes shit going on at current then Jalopnik, the Ray era Jalopnik, and – Tim and I were getting so mad because we already didn't like the way Jalopnik was going. It was at that table we decided to start Universe. So yes, I've been on Target Trophy. Uh, I would, I would do a gumball just to see it. And I know, I know, someone who does enjoy the gumballs, and he's an older gentleman, but he says. It, it breaks off into groups. So there's the crazy people and then these other people who just enjoy it for what it is. But then you, you still enjoy the party side of it. Uh, so I would do a gumball just to see it. And then I would probably like take 10 showers afterwards. Nick G. If you're running moonshine in the trunk, what's your current muscle car of choice for the job? Superbird. Uh, which is the worst. That's the horrible answer. Um, like a ratty fucking Nova. Because uh, if it breaks down, you get parts anywhere. Cody Johnston. Who would you like to have as a guest on the show this year? Hmm, that's a great question. Um, I'd like to get maybe someone from the Formula Drift world because I've just been getting way into that. Uh, we're trying to get Tony Angelo back on; he's just crushing it lately. Uh, I want to get Johnny back on, um, but he's also been on. We also, you know, some of our two of our best episodes ever were Gale Banks, and so I'd like to reach out to them and get Gale back on. Uh, I mean, his stories are just incredible but maybe someone who we haven't had on um who haven't we had on that would be good to have on uh i'd be curious to get um chris harris on i've never really met chris harris so that'd be kind of cool um or even matt leblanc that'd be amazing but that i mean obviously that's reaching to the fucking moon at this point um kevin ray cough laredo world trade bridge closed cough is that like a road there must be a road thing that I don't know. Uh, Niles Rogers. How do people drive in Massachusetts compared to California? Okay. So California, everybody is very self-involved, which means no one uses turn signals. Everybody stays in the left lane. Um, and I fucking hate it. I fucking hate driving here. Um, and this is Southern California specific mostly because it gets a little bit better the farther you get from L.A. Massachusetts isn't great but at least you have an idea of what they're about to do to you blinkers are used fingers are thrown and people can parallel park very quickly and very efficiently so mass drivers are assholes and they're aggressive but they give you a warning of what's about to come california there's no warning nick g what's your top five favorite car review view cliche car review cliches uh So my favorite, one of them is that you need to drive every car, you know, 10 tenths, which I'm guilty of, but I try not to be guilty of. And like the, you know, the new Kia Forte Coupe, here's what it feels like. At 120 miles, I'm like – obviously, I don't do that. But um, my – oh, the one I keep harping on is that every British journalist can dri- can drift the shit out of a car to the point where it's like if you don't, you're, you're, you must be terrible at your job. I just don't get how they can all do it. Um, they just have no regard for oncoming traffic or like – because they had to have learned somewhere Think about that. They didn't just start doing that. They were doing this on B roads and and all that other stuff. Uh, what else is terrible? Um, it's all terrible. <laughs> it's all terrible. Uh, that's why. That's why. Like, there's lone bright spots um, that rise to the top, and the whole car review format could could use a, a fairly decent overhaul. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm bored of my own stuff and. Um, I'm trying to be looser in the videos, and I I don't know. I just don't – I don't know if it's coming across or grabbing, so who knows. Uh, Nick Taylor, what do you think of the current C43 AMG? It sounds good. Mercedes, for some reason, stopped returning my emails, so I haven't been invited on a trip, and I don't get press requests for cars replied to anymore. They change some things on the PR side and that just happens occasionally with an automaker. It's a shame it happened with the Mercedes because I love their products. Tommy Loretto, what's your best – Tommy Loretto, I'll slow that down. What's your best dad moment so far? Um, I mean obviously there's the first time she says dada but some of the stuff uh, – just just recently it was really funny when she – I walked out because I was, I was driving her to and from daycare in the Raptor and – she she got upset and almost cried when I pulled up and the Raptor was dirty and she's daddy, daddy, wash daddy. That was so funny. Um, but just the coming home from a press trip, not seeing her for a day or two and she walks up and gives you a big hug. It's, it's insane. And she's getting her, her, her words are starting to form sentences like broken toddler sentences. Um, but they're, they're, Becoming clearer. Um, I like going to Cars and Coffee with her, and I don't make her. I say, "You want to go see Cars?" She says, "Yeah." And, and we walk through, and she's happy and to be there. Um, yeah, it's just it's 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 kind of all. I'll be I'll be honest. There's nothing that stands out completely. I'll have moments, but they all glom together because there's something that replaces it almost every day. Um, Russell Turnbull, how is BC? BC is incredible. I love it up there. I wish it wasn't so expensive. BC is amazing. Uh, I wish I could have seen two of my friends who live up there, but they were both busy. One of them, Daniel Cudmore, who was on the podcast, um, and the other one, Brendan McAleer, who was on a, who's been on the podcast. And they were both – Cudmore was doing a press trip, <laughs> which is – I think McAleer is getting Cudmore on press trips, which is fucking hilarious and awesome. So those were the two people I would have liked to have seen, but – um, yeah, BC is just so beautiful. Um, and that's going to be it for this episode of the podcast. Um, i trying to see the time. Oh, that was pretty good. 53 minutes. Fuck. Uh, glad the battery still lasted. Uh, and I got to go to bed because I got to get up and get on a private jet out to the Honda Proving Grounds. That's actually true. That's They just refinished their Proving Grounds and we are taking chartered jets out there to drive the cars on the track. So... Uh, Peace out.